So, Samuel's a bit older now. Yeah. Um, he's got kids. Yeah. And has in general, the story of the Bible goes that anyone good never has good kids. Yeah. It, it kind of goes. You either have a good, a good kid but a shit parent, or yeah, yeah. Because it's constant in the Old Testament. You have this constant cycle of like someone's good, yeah. someone's done something wrong, then they're exiled and they repent and they get back in God's good books. And then, oh, guess what happens Very next? Very repetitive, really. Yeah. Tell me the stories of Jesus I love to hear Things I would ask him to tell me If he were here Samuel has two kids called Joel and Abia. Joel? Joel, yeah. Like McHale. Joel yes. McHale. And a beer? A B I A H. A beer. Oh. Has not stuck that one. Nope. They're they're corrupt kids. Mm-hmm. Right. They're supposed to follow in Samuel's shoes as being like. Do they run like the tuck priest. shop at school? The illegal tuck shop. Yeah, they do. Then they take bribes. Yeah. All sorts of bad stuff. Everyone starts demanding a king. Mm. Right. At the moment, the setup is they're in a theocracy. Okay. All the rules come from God. Yeah. God sort of has the ear of the, the judges and the mm. priests and they sort of go around cleaning telling things up. What, telling you what you should do. God takes this as a personal attack. They aren't. They want a king, yeah. you know? They want some fleshy leader rather than, <laughs> uh, than God. So Samuel does a big speech where he's like, kings are inherently bad. They take your stuff. Yeah. They uh, give you jobs you don't want to have. Uh, you're going to be miserable. And then everyone's still just like, we want a king, we want a king. <laughs> what sort of person do you think God's going to pick as the king? Bad king. He's going to pick the worst one. So, to yeah. To be like, look how rubbish this king is. Yeah, first of all, spot on. Yeah, I'm starting to get my head around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, to- it's totally <laughs> predictable. And which tribe do you think he's going to pick him from? Oh, Philistines. No, no, the Philistines are the enemies. Oh. That's who they're going to be fighting. Moab. Also enemy. Oh. oh, is it that one where they stole all the girls? Yes. Okay, I forgot so the name. So the Benjaminite tribe yeah. is the is the smallest, remember, because they didn't they mm, couldn't actually get enough girls yeah, they in the end. All just got wiped um, out. So in terms of the question, has God picked this person because they're actually the best? Mm. The answer is gonna be no. <laughs> they're awful, these people. However, he sort of does pick this guy because um He's got some good qualities. The only thing we know about his description is that he's like head and shoulders above everybody else. Like he's a huge guy. Okay. And um, <laughs> so he picks. He's going to pick a guy called Saul. Ah, better call him. Yes, that yeah. is exactly that name. Yeah. Instead of calling him Very in this instance, show. though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Saul makes his way to Samuel. So his dad has lost his asses. <laughs> he's letting them go wandering for food. Honestly, um, why? There's not many people about yeah. the asses need to eat something or you're going to guide them to like grass yourself. Mm, no, no, let them do their I thing. Not, no. But he's done a he's done a tally up mm-hmm. and there's there's quite a lot missing. So he sends Saul out to um go and find them and he can't. He's gone out with a servant. These these donkeys are, w- are just way lost. So the servant says to him, "I heard Samuel's in town. Why don't we ask him?" Yeah. He's got God's ear. God's eyes are everywhere. Where are the donkeys? Brilliant. And then they find the donkeys. Easy, oh, right? That's easy. Instead, what Samuel says to him is... Be king. 
I want you to be king. <laughs> Which Oh mate, that's such a responsibility to put on someone who just wants to find their donkey. Exactly. So Saul uh, is a bit taken aback. He says, I don't think really we've never had a king. Why are you starting why with me? It's a bit odd, really. Yeah. But, you know, you have some dinner with Samuel. They sleep on the rooftop together and sort of talk it through. Oh, that's quite nice. Like a nice uh, rooftop party. Yeah, a little slumber party. Yeah. I can Washes imagine them both like it. looking up at the stars together, like kind of pointing at, the, pointing at all the constellations. Wait, do they believe in the constellations? What does that question mean? Like, I don't know what, like... Surely... As in, have they heard of like Leo and cancer and that? Yeah. I think that that's from a different part of the world, so I'd say no. I know, no. but you'd look up at the stars and like be like, oh, look, that looks a bit like this. I imagine most societies have drawn their own little pictures in the sky. I thought. It's just some of them stuck, didn't they? Orion. The saucepan. Yeah. What? Dipper. Same thing. <laughs> so anyway, he sends him home. But Samuel says, first of all, don't worry about those donkeys. They made their <laughs> own way home. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So that's that sorted. And second of all, yeah. um, God's going to sort of come upon you. <laughs> yeah. And so that you'll you'll be able to do, do like crazy skills now. Oh, that but not, not like physical cool. skills, like prophecy and like, uh, you know. Dull. You'll just become like just a bit of a better person. Mm. Clarity of judgment, you know. <laughs> These classic superheroes you had in your youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clarity um, man. So he gets home to his dad and he's like, Dad's like, where have you been? He's like, oh, I've met Samuel. So. oh. That's pretty exciting. What did Samuel say? Oh, Samuel said, the donkeys are safe. Go home. So he doesn't tell his dad. Okay. How do you drop that news, you know? Yeah, it's quite big news. It's like being selected for the Hunger Games or something. Yeah, you wouldn't want to take dad that either, would you? Well, no, you'd have to explain where you yeah. were. Well, you wouldn't ever come back and you're on all the TV shows. Though. Yeah, no, you'd figure it out, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah, in the same way, if your kid becomes king, they'd figure it out. Mm. So Samuel calls people for announcement instead because Saul's... At this point, Saul... He's actually quite a humble guy. Mm. He doesn't seem to want the limelight. He's just a very tall man who likes looking after donkeys. Tall Saul. Tall Saul. But Samuel calls the people together and he's like, got a big announcement. Mm. Here's your guy. Here's Saul. Lots of people cheer. They wanted mm. their king. Other people. The children of Belial, it says. Oh, again. Brilliant, brilliant metal name. Yes, agreed. It's confusing, actually, because if you're not on Team Saul... Yeah. Then you're seen as like an enemy because mm. you're not doing what God wants, which is to pick this king. But the thing that, because God's chosen Saul. Yeah. But also he didn't want to choose Saul. No. So whatever way you are on this issue, you've lost, right? It's true. Because you've rejected God's will in wanting God to begin with. But once God's chosen a king, if you don't want him. Yeah. Then. I guess it depends on your reasons why. Mm. If it's because you worship Belial then you're never really going to be on the right <laughs> team anyway. No. Saul's reign is not particularly... He It kind of goes to his head pretty quickly, basically. He gets a bit like, I can do whatever I want. I'm the king. Yeah, he he really does do that. What was the kid's name? My daddy is the king. Abimelech. Abimelech, yes. Yeah. Oh, does he have a kid you're called learning. Abimelech? <laughs> um, I don't think I so. I think that's the proudest I've ever seen you no, be of yeah. me. No, because it's, it's, <laughs> do you know what? It's, it's a very niche reference. Yeah. That only people that have... That's not like part of the main domain of I of know, but I mean knowledge. like out, even outside of the podcast, I've done more impressive stuff and I've never seen you be that proud Name anything. Oh, so much. Go on. Collecting like thousands of pounds of 
menstrual supplies for refugees and asylum seekers. Pretty good, no? Yeah, but like other you people know. donate them, don't Do- they? <laughs> and you collect them. You've collected them. So anyway, this prick Nahash, right? He's an Ammonite. Oh. <laughs> uh, and so he's got some old-fashioned views. He's um, all curled round his so, little shell. Now, if you remember, around the time we did the story of Abimelech, there was a guy called Japheth. Oh, yeah. Back in the time of Japheth, mm. there was a dispute about um, this place called Jabesh Gilead, right? Jabesh Gilead. Yeah, Gilead's mm-hmm. a place, yeah. Jabesh is a place, and in the, there's sort of like a thoroughfare between yeah. them. Yeah. Now, Japheth took that from the Ammonites, mm. and it's about 90 years later, and they kind of want it back. Okay. But the the people living in Gilead, it's a tiny yeah. little town. Mm. And so when Nahash comes with his army, you know, there's no point even trying to have a fight. So what they say to him is, to be honest, we don't, we'd rather come to a more reasonable agreement at this point. Mm. We'd even happily serve you if you want. Just sort of let us live and yeah, we'll just, just try and live peaceably. And we'll just be part of your or he's like, maybe, you know, you could come up with some kind of deal. And uh, Nahash says, how about for all of the men in your town... Mm. I get to spoon out their right eye. Oh, why? Well. They're not going to be as good servants if you spoon out their eyes. No, but nor are they going to be very good at fighting if they oh, decide to get in one. Cause they're... But do you know, the thing is, I would just like cut off their pinky toes if I was going to maim them in some way because I won't be able to balance. What? If you cut off a toe, it... A like pinky me- toe is not... No, it's not. messes up your balance and then you can't... No, you'd learn not all about a pinky You'd learn, but it would take a while. And by that point, you're indoctrinated. But with, with one eye, you've got no depth perception. Oh. And you're very obviously disfigured. I used to know a guy with one eye. You couldn't tickle him because if you tickled him too hard, it would pop out. That is t- absolutely t- <laughs> not where I thought the story was going to go. <laughs> he told me it, it got maimed by a crocodile. Really? It's quite sad. It did you meet him as an adult? Because I'm imagining this is just a, like um, someone at school. No, I met him when I was at like sixth form. So what's that? I was like 16, 17. Okay. But um, sadly, he couldn't watch any 3D movies. And that's when 3D movies had just started getting real good, you know? That is, um, it's quite sad. That is gutting, actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the gist of it is, if you've managed to um, get all the men to, to opt out of having an eye, it sort of makes the town look quite bad makes them look weak Mm. and so it's a real you know power move he's playing here and so the guys in the in the town say it's an interesting deal yeah it's one that i'm afraid we will have to think about and so nahash says i'll give you a week i'd just up and leave yeah they're thinking about that yeah and so they send some people back to say can anyone help us out here because we're Mm. in a bit of a predicament yeah and saul do you know what? Saul, because they've not had a king, he doesn't know to be in a palace or anything at the moment. Okay. So once they tell him he's a king, he just goes back to working in the fields because he's just like, I oh, <laughs> don't know what else to do, actually. And then he, he hears that all the people in this town are really upset. Yeah. And he's like, oh, what's up? And they go, oh, they want to spoon our eyes out. And then he's like, oh, fucking hell, that's the sort of thing that like a king <laughs> should probably yeah. sort out, actually, isn't it? <laughs> don't want that um, to happen. So he, um, his way of sending the message out is he gets a couple of oxen and he chops them up into tiny, tiny pieces and spreads them out across the nation. Okay. And he says, if we allow Nahash to get away with this, yeah, this is what all of your oxen are going to look like, guys. <laughs> and everyone's like, oof, that sounds scary. That's quite a good way to uh, send a message, isn't it, really? Yeah. So he gets, yeah. he gets... He gets the job done. He gets about 330,000 people signing up. Fair. Which is pretty good. That's pretty good. And they 
Yeah, they go to town of the Ammonites and they absolutely destroy them. That's why they're fossils mm, now. And that was it. Don't exist they anymore. They were history. <laughs> and at, th- at this point, everyone's like, hooray, hooray, hooray. But let's kill everybody who didn't want Saul to begin with. Because <laughs> obviously Saul's brilliant. Saul's great. And Saul says, no, this is a happy day. I'm not going to ruin it by just killing a load of people. <laughs> let's go to Gilgal instead and turn it into a party town. <laughs> is that verbatim? That is... The King James, <laughs> uh, no, slight um, slight translation of my own, but pretty much, Fair. right? He just wants to go and have a big old party. Yeah, exactly. So after this... Do you think they were gilly glad? Yeah, I do. That they didn't get their eyes spooned out. Do you remember when we did Jacob and Esau? Yeah. His I really dad's, remember them. <laughs> his dad's like, I'm going to die, I need to bless you. Yeah. And then his dad ended up just like being alive for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear that it happens a few times. Anyway, Samuel at this point has just mm. decided that he's ready to die. Fair. He's not. He's gonna. He's gonna carry on for like another like five chapters or so. <laughs> but anyway, Samuel just gets really like dramatic at this point, and he tells everybody, "Oh, I've got to. I'm gonna be off soon. Got to settle my debts. If anybody's <laughs> got any debts with me, let me know." And everyone is like, "No, Samuel, you're fine. Yeah, don't worry about it." And then he gets. He he does this really quite dramatic little move where he he gets up and he says to everybody you wanted a king you don't know what you're missing out on god's the king you wish you don't even deserve god (laughs) saul can beat people up in war but you know what god can do and then he gets god to do this whole like thunder and lightning on the fields and he's like yeah that's power guys if you want to see real power coincidental saul can't do yeah he saw (laughs) he saw the storm coming do you think he'd drunk quite a lot at this point of the night. Do you think this is like a 1am well, he's, not, he's, he's drinking he's done his, He's done his Nazarite vow. Oh yeah, he can't even drink. So he's not He's not allowed but to touch that stuff. they're in the desert, aren't they? Probably having some cactus. But if you do have some, then maybe it'd probably do you pretty hard, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, oh, behave kids, you know. <laughs> God's, unless you really stick to the rules now, God's going to gonna screw you over. Really get annoyed. And at this yeah. point, it, I, it made sense for Samuel to die. But no. No, he's just he's he fine just still. On. He's just had a little Sleeps dramatic moment yeah. that's been recorded. Fair enough. So there's a few battles that Saul does. There's a lot of details on those battles and not all of them are interesting. But the things you got to know are, mm. on one of them, he's like, we need God's blessing. You know, after that Samuel warning. Yeah. Uh, let's do a little peace offering before. And Samuel takes his sweet time getting over. <laughs> so Saul is like, oh, I'll do the offering myself. Yeah. And he does like the priestly jobs. Now, that's not his job. No. The, the priestly job is a very sacred position and a king. But didn't the guy before Samuel just like fuck about a lot anyway? Yes, and and his kids died. Oh, yeah. And he was punished for that. Okay. No, you got the priests do the priestly job. Mm. You can't just do that. Then in another one of his battles, he almost accidentally makes this promise and then accidentally kills his son because um, <laughs> he's because he'd eaten some honey. I will have to Literally, explain. I will have to explain just... that one, won't I? Um, oh my god, it's like a mashup of Samson yeah, 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 it is. and every kid ever. Wouldn't They're it? always going to be killed. It was Jeff, though, I think, was the guy who who made the promise and then had to kill his daughter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. that one again. So Saul is like a curse on anybody who eats before the end of the day today. Oh. But Jonathan has actually gone off on his own killing mission. Yeah. And he's just like, choppity, choppity, chop. Nom, nom, nom. Now, in those days, you didn't 
put the bees in a hive, man-made yeah. hive. Well, why they would just you? sort of did their own thing, and yeah. so the honey would just like droop out of the trees. Oh, okay. Um, and so Jonathan's trotting along, and he's like, "Oh, honey!" Sticks his rod in, scoops <laughs> them out, <laughs> has some honey. As he would. Can't get fresher than that. When he gets back, he's like, "Oh, had some yummy honey," and everyone's like, "You've got to kill your son now, Saul." <laughs> and Saul's like, "Damn right, I do, you little prick, Jonathan." This kid's called Jonathan, by the way. Okay. And Jonathan's like, I don't even know about this rule. I was out killing people like I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, how many people did you kill there, Jonathan? He's like, loads. And then everyone's <laughs> like, hero, hero. <laughs> and so um, Saul ends up not killing him. Oh, um, seems like a bit. Yeah, I said he almost caused, really... kills him, but he doesn't. Yeah, but it's not really on it, is it? I mean, I don't want him to die, but. And then there's another time. Yeah. When... Um, Saul is supposed... God's very clear about what he wants to happen to these Mm. people. So there's a king, Agag. (laughs) Agag. Agag. A-G-A-G. King Agag. And God says very clearly, I want you to go over there. I want you to kill literally everybody. (laughs) Him, any men, any women, all of them, any animals, dead. Okay? Clear that place out. Now, but what he does is he kills a lot of the men and the women... Mm. But then he leaves the king alive and sort of takes him back Okay. to be like, aha, we got you. Yeah. And then he also leaves some animals alive as well. God's not happy. He's yeah. like, did I not say clean that place out? <laughs> and then and Saul's like, oh, no, we actually kept some of these animals to like do sacrifices or something. Yeah. And then God's like, oh, you think I like sacrifices more than obedience, do you? <laughs> uh, no, that's not the spirit of the law. Thank God you. sounds like the worst boss you've ever had, doesn't he? Well, no, because he sets out very clear instructions. <laughs> you know exactly what you got to do to get the job done. Yeah. Just go and do it. Okay. Okay, don't just, oh, I'll keep some oxen or I'll leave the king alive. Just slaughter the whole lot. And so Samuel says to him, do you know what? First of all, I'm not even ever talking to you again. Okay. <laughs> Your time's almost done, mate. Okay. Mm. You bad king. Okay. You're not doing anything God wants. You're basically just running the show for yourself now. And then Saul's like, I'm really sorry, let's worship God together. And so they do a little offering, they worship God, and then they're like, let's do what we know we should do. And they bring Agag out, and Samuel hacks him to pieces. <laughs> I like how when we when we started doing this podcast, you were like, oh, can't believe it. But now just hacks him to pieces is just enough for a laugh. <laughs> just so, like the joy in their faces as they hack him to pieces. Yeah. Chop, chop. Can't, can't spell slaughter without laughter. You can't. So Samuel Sa- Sa- Samuel does keep his promise to never talk to Saul again. Mm. And he's not happy. He's not right. happy. He thinks everything's gone the wrong way. He yeah. wanted, obviously, he knew, he knows he's about to die, as he has for a while. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to leave this in the mess I was born into. And so God says to him, don't worry, I've got another guy lined up. I've got another king for you. Oh. And I think that'll do for today's story. Thank you for listening to Stories of Jesus with Alice. And Tom. There will definitely be bits of certain stories at this point that I will have gotten wrong. If you know a lot more about the Old Testament and specific bits, please let me know and uh, we will correct bits as we go. These are just the stories as I remember them as a kid. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a little review on your podcasting app of preference, that would be wonderful for us. And of course, you can always contact us on Instagram at SojPod. S-O-J-P-O-D. And on Twitter... S of Jpod. Yes, that's S O F J P O D. 
Thanks for listening. See you next time.